Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Hey there, Marketeers. This week, I sat down with one of my best friends, Courtney Johnson, and we talked about virtual interview tips. Now, this conversation went a little differently than I would normally do. This is definitely more of a conversation as opposed to an interview, so I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you're able to take a few tips away to use in your day-to-day. Enjoy. All right, today I am lucky enough to have on one of my best friends, Courtney Johnson. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you for having me. First question, as always, how did you get into the AEC industry? What's your story? So when I first got out of college, I was frantically looking for jobs and any type of marketing job. And I landed on a marketing assistant job at a landscape architecture firm. And I knew nothing about landscape architecture. I just knew that they worked with plants and that was about it. And I learned they do a lot more than that now. I worked my way up through landscape architecture and then I eventually moved to an AEC firm. And now soon I'm going to be at a construction firm as a senior marketing specialist. So now I've kind of done a little bit of everything in the AEC industry and figuring out what I like best. Excellent. So... I think one of the things you and I both have in common is that we really like interview prep. Yes. And given this virtual environment, we've sort of had to adapt the way we conduct interview prep because it's all online now for the most part. So a good place to start, I think, is to just walk through the interview prep process, starting with when you finally figure out that you've been shortlisted. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's just start there. You've gotten shortlisted. What's your first move? I'd say the first move is definitely getting a schedule going, making sure that you have all your key players that are going to be interviewing, making sure nobody's on vacation, making sure people have a good amount of time. Because with interview prep, you really need to have a lot of time to practice and get the group kind of gelled and getting them together. Right. And then I think one of the other things that's different from normal interview prep versus virtual interview prep is people's capacity to be practicing for an entire day. Just it doesn't exist when you're trying to practice via video. Mm -hmm. So you almost have to have more practice, but in shorter chunks of time. Definitely. And even if you are doing these like shorter ones, you still need to make sure you're kind of taking breaks in between. Right. Making sure that they're really focused. Because even when everybody's at home, you have these extra distractions that you wouldn't normally have when you're doing interview prep because normally you're all in a conference room maybe together. Right. That's all you're doing for the day. But now you have all these added distractions. I think one of the other major things that we've sort of figured out working on virtual interview prep is figuring out what platform Mm -hmm. it's going to be conducted on and if they give you a choice sort of picking the client's platform because that's what they're most comfortable with. Yeah. So what are the different types of platforms that you've used and do you see any differences between the different platforms? Yeah, I would say not all platforms are created equal. (laughs) 
I think Zoom has been the most common, but sometimes people have issues with Zoom because it takes up a lot of bandwidth right. on people's computers. But same with other ones that you have GoTo, WebEx is one. Right. Um, you could use Teams. There's a lot of different ones, but I think the biggest thing is making sure you're asking a lot of questions with the clients beforehand. Like it's okay to ask, which platform are you going to be using? Is there going to be video or no video? Because sometimes you hop on and none of the clients have their video up, but you guys all have your video up. It's kind of awkward. Right. So it's okay to ask those questions because they're kind of going through the same thing. This is all new for the client as well. And I feel like now's the time where you can ask questions. Yeah. And you're not going to get like penalized for it. Sure. I think one of the other things that a lot of our technical staff forget is... It's okay if you have a dog bark in the background. That shouldn't throw you off because your client is dealing with the exact same thing. I think one of our clients had their kid screaming in the background. (laughs) It sort of levels the playing field of like, we're all human. Yep. We're all just trying to get through this. Yep, yep. (laughs) So then in terms of strategies that you can use with your team that you know, you wish you would have known at the beginning of this pandemic that you know now? Mm. I can think of my favorites. Yeah. Tell me yours and maybe I'll think of mine. mine. (laughs) So I think one of my favorites is, especially if there is video. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're, they're different. There's If you're using video versus if you're not using video, right? So if you are using video, training your staff to actually look at their cameras. Yeah, that's a good one. Because then it looks like you're actually looking at whoever it is that you're talking to Mm -hmm. and preventing them from reading off the slides too much. Yep. Because when you're on video, you can see it. When you're not, I mean, you can get away with it a little bit more. Even when you're not on video, it's almost more noticeable when you hear people reading, like it, yeah. you can tell more that they're reading yep. over video or no video. You can tell, you just notice it more. I would say another good strategy is, it sounds funny, but like emphasizing even more being maybe an octave higher in your right. voice because you kind of lose a lot of that human touch when you're like in person, you're able to use your hands mm-hmm. and kind of express yourself a bit more. So you kind of have to take your voice up another notch, maybe just sound like extra excited. We're ready to present. Right. (laughs) And because you're just going to get lost and it's going to be monotone. They're not going to be listening. Well, it's hard. It's hard for them. Like we just had a three hour interview and to listen to the same voices for three hours is so difficult. And it's just like, you sort of have to put yourself in your client's shoes. Like, Mm -hmm. would I actually want to listen to this, you know? Yeah. And one of the things I told my guys is try and use your hands, even if they can't see it. Use all of your expression because you can hear it. Mm -hmm. In terms of preparing, you've set up all your schedule. Mm -hmm. What does that look like in terms of when you're practicing your interview versus practicing Q&A? Yeah, I would say you have to make sure those are separate. Yeah, That's like a big thing because it kind of gets lost or they're like, oh, we've already presented enough. We don't need to go over the questions. And that almost needs to be like a separate meeting, I think, where they're going over that. I would say if you kind of have a hard time keeping their attention, maybe just set up more practice meetings, but shorter amount of time. Right. Maybe so they can at least practice once, like one really good run through or maybe two really good run throughs. Mm -hmm. And then I think you and I have talked about this, but 
it's really good if, if they have time to practice once the morning of, or like maybe an hour before, just to get any last minute kind of kinks out of the presentation. Right. I think what we did for that three hour interview, because there's no way we're going to practice twice with a three hour interview. We just did it once all the way through for the sake of stamina. Mm-hmm. Like you sort of underestimate how long three hours is That's on really a video long. <laughs> And they didn't have to have their videos on, but we did. Yeah. So it's like you're not even getting that visual feedback. Exactly. Which is another point. Oh, yeah. So if you have your team, you need to teach them. Like if you're on video, you should be giving each other feedback. Mm-hmm. Like you should be showing your interest because if the client isn't that'll psych you out yeah and that's something you can even practice beforehand that could go into maybe practicing transitions between slides or during q a you can maybe have one person that kind of hands off questions and they're like that's a great question i think that so and so could answer this really well right like that's something that you can easily practice before the interview even happens. Right. And just teaching them even to give each other props. Mm-hmm. Like especially if you want to tack on to an answer. Mm-hmm. Just saying, I think X person did a really good job. Here's a little bit of more information. Mm-hmm. Something to sort of give credibility to your teammate. And then sort of move on to whatever part of that answer you think is missing. Yeah. One other thing we haven't even talked about is... That with virtual interviews, now is our chance to actually get to be in an interview. You Usually, as a marketer, you don't get to go in. They don't have enough space. Right. Maybe they have a certain amount of people. So now is your chance to kind of go in and actually listen to them do the presentation and not hear in the debrief, oh, it went great. But did it go great? <laughs> we yeah. don't know. But now, at least the, some of the ones that I've helped with, They don't have a limit to the amount of people that can be in the interview. So why not listen in? Maybe you can slide flip for them or help out. Like once I helped out because they kept forgetting to turn their mute off and on. So I'd be like, you're on mute. Make sure you turn it off. (laughs) Right, right. Just like pinging them on the side. Yeah. Or I even said it in person because he just kept talking and no, nothing was coming out because his microphone was muted. Oh, so I had okay. to say, hey, don't you need to turn your mic on? <laughs> <laughs> well, so that brings up another good point is having the side chat. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah. So I've done it where like if you have like Skype or something, you guys can create like a message group where you can kind of message back and forth. Maybe it's with timing. If you have a timed interview, you can say, okay, we have five minutes left. We have two minutes left. I've also done it where they didn't want to worry about something popping up on their screen. So we had a text message thread where I would send out text messages that I'd say, okay, we have five minutes left, two minutes left, one minute left. Let's make sure we're wrapping it up. And then if like, let's say somebody forgot to bring up this one really good example, you could say, hey, make sure to talk about this project for your question. And if they're able to see it, I know that you kind of want to focus and make sure you're facing the screen. But like, if you can quickly look and see a text message or a message thread come through, you can be like, oh yeah, and this project. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, if it's between missing information and just glancing away from your 
you know, your mm-hmm. computer screen. As long as they're like just short little messages, quick, sure. quick messages. You don't want right. to be like reading an entire paragraph. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're like looking off to the side. They're like, what are you looking at? <laughs> so let's shift gears and maybe go into the actual practice sessions. Mm-hmm. How are you conducting those? I usually like to talk with the project manager even before we have those practice meetings and kind of talk about how we want to run the meeting. Right. Like if he or she wants me to kind of lead everything or if they kind of want to talk through some stuff before putting the presentation together and figuring out who's going to discuss what. It's always different. And I always try and meet with the project manager beforehand to kind of see how he wants the meeting to go. But if they don't give me anything, I start off with like a rough presentation and we discuss like, okay, who's going to be the main speakers and then kind of go from there. And then we decide how we want it to be set up. Right. And sometimes they have guidelines for interviews. Sometimes they don't. I think it's different every time I've done an interview. Yeah. You never know how they want it set up. If they have no guidelines, if they have really strict guidelines. It is one of the elements of our careers Mm -hmm. that you have to adapt mm-hmm. to whatever is thrown your way. There's no like set, this is what you do for an interview on the client side or on the consultant side. Yep. I think one of the more recent things I've been doing is storyboarding. And I think that's what you were referring to. Yeah. 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 Kind of like rough ideas of how yeah. you want to set up. And then you can work with a graphic designer or work by yourself and figure out like how the slides are going to look. Right. That's a whole nother podcast <laughs> <I> episode. <laughs> Modules. <laughs> so then when you're having them practice, I don't know if you do this, but I love doing this where once we have the very rough outline, I just make my technical staff talk through it. Yeah. And just call it the ugly. Mm-hmm. Like there is literally no judgment. Yeah. What is everyone thinking about saying and how can we organize this better? Mm-hmm. And just spit out all your ideas. You have them all out there. You've gotten the wiggles out of, I don't like to present. Yeah. Because you're dealing with another fact that no engineer goes to college thinking that they're going to end up presenting as part of their occupation. (laughs) Like engineers probably are engineers to avoid that entire element of a career. Mm -hmm. So it's like, surprise. Yeah. It's just something that they have to practice and learn as they go, honestly. Right. Some of them I've heard have done stuff like Toastmasters, but sure. I mean, a lot of it's just learning over time and practicing a lot. Well, and I think one of the cool things about really smart technical staff is every single time you go through, they improve. Mm-hmm. If you can actually hear it in their voice, they have a lot more confidence because they learn so quickly Yeah. because they are super smart. Yeah. And most of them are really open to feedback and right. they know if we're confident enough, like we're the experts and they're going to listen to what we have to say. Right. So. Do you want to talk about feedback a little bit and how you give it? Yeah. I like to start off before we even start presenting and tell them that I'm going to be giving feedback because I think sometimes people don't take it well if you just immediately start saying like, oh, you did this, this, and this, but you should have been doing this, this, and this. Making sure that they know beforehand that I'm giving feedback is like kind of one of the big things I like to do just to prep them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think also 
we know what a compliment sandwich looks like at this point. Mm -hmm. So I actually have stopped starting with a compliment. Yeah. So I will give the honest feedback and make sure to throw in a good few things that they're doing right, as yeah. many as I possibly can. It's like an open-faced sandwich. Right. Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I made a joke the other day that it's like, it's a charcuterie <laughs> um, compliment board. You have some, some sweet things in there, some sour, some like nutty, salty. salty. <laughs> that was what I came up with the other day. Because like, it, you don't want to just be completely negative and just say, okay, you, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. Like you don't want to completely shut them down. Right. Because then they're not going to want to do it again. Right. So you have to kind of mix some stuff in. But if there's something that is like really not going well, like you need to emphasize. Mm-hmm. And another good thing, if they're just not listening to you, Bring somebody in, regardless of if it's like another team member or if it's like a marketing person, because sometimes they'll listen to that person that has just come in for this one presentation. Right. Because that's more realistic to like them presenting to like a client. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, that person noticed that immediately. Right. I'm going to, but it's just funny because you get frustrated because you're like, I've been telling you this for two hours. Right. <laughs> and then you have somebody else come in and they say that and they're like, oh yeah, I am doing that. <laughs> but I mean, maybe it just helps to hear it from more than one person. Yeah. I've even heard though from like outside consultants who come in for interview prep, mm-hmm. they're basically, they go to the marketing staff and are like, you've probably told them all of this, but they're going to listen to me because mm-hmm. the company has now paid me to come in. Yeah. So you're up against that, but rarely. Yeah. Like sometimes it does take that extra feedback for someone to take it seriously, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people are are pretty receptive. (laughs) Yeah. And you kind of like build relationships too. If you're working with the same people, you kind of start to notice their quirks and kind of like adapt with that or you give them reminders. Right. It just is like building a relationship. Same with like when you do a proposal, it's the same with interviews. Right. Yep. 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 I think one of the things that becomes magnified when you're in a virtual interview setting versus an in-person setting is the content of your slides. Mm -hmm. I think more so in a virtual interview, you can't have a ton of text because people can read so much quicker Mm -hmm. than you can speak. So if you have all of your text out on the slide, they're just waiting for you to catch up with what they've already read. Yeah. What are some other tips for like the actual graphic elements of a presentation that might be different from a normal one? I think a lot of the time in in in-person interviews, they rely on like a graphic or like a map and maybe they'll go up and they'll touch the screen or like circle around with their hand. They're like, oh, this is the vicinity of what we're talking about, something like that. Right. And with presentations, maybe you can add that in with like a moving graphic, like maybe a circle that circles the... Uh, map or the image or some sort of like moving text so it kind of like catches their eye right almost as if you were in that in person yeah and you've also brought up another interesting point of even moving graphics having clips and videos if you can Mm -hmm. like I know our closing slide we have a a full value statement that's a video that we can just paste in there Mm -hmm. or like little icons that are our Stantec icons Mm -hmm. that sort of are animated. Yeah. Those little touches turn a two-dimensional presentation 
into more of a, a three-dimensional interactive mm-hmm. element. But you have to have a good balance with it because you don't want it to right. be like, pow, pow, pow. Well, yeah, and you have and to account like for lagging. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to like be aware, like making sure that tra- the transitions work with the way that you're presenting and right. all that too. Yeah, yeah. So what is some of the best feedback you've gotten back from your teams? Like what have your teams liked best about all of the things that you've brought in? I'd probably say maybe like my organization of how I like keep everybody on track. Mm-hmm. They usually really like when I'm in the interview with them. Right. I feel like it closes the loop on the whole presentation. And I think they feel more confident knowing that you're there in case something happens, like a technical problem or anything like that. And right. you get to kind of see how they're reacting and then you can work on that for the next interview that you have with them. Right. On my last interview, I got called a a presentation mom or interview mom or something because I was just on the side like, you can do it. You're doing great. Yeah. I feel like it's good to have like that person in there that's like not presenting, but you're kind of following along, watching. Right. You're like, you're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) Like the soccer mom. Yeah. You're like the mom. But like, I think that they actually appreciate it. Like, I'm sure they like were saying that as a joke, but it's like. Oh no, they were. Yeah. It was was meant to be. But like, yeah, they, they really, I think they really appreciate having marketing there at the end of the day. Yeah. I think also you and I are both really lucky to work with people who really value marketing. Yeah. And I think, especially interview prep, it's something that, again, they don't really know this going into their occupation, that this is going to be part of their job. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we are excellent at. Mm -hmm. We have the the people feelers, like the soft skills that maybe they need to to build up a little bit. We're so kind it's of like, like the glue that brings them together for interview. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you end up walking out like you're all best friends. Yeah. And you like the next time you work with them, it's like you've gone through some sort of trauma together. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it doesn't go badly. It's t- if you don't have that rapport with everybody, I've heard of team members that have done like happy hours Like after work, before they start practicing for interview prep, just to like kind of chat and get to know each other and if they haven't all worked together. Because somebody also told me that it's almost like the interview is like the second date. Proposal is your first date. You and the client are getting to know each other. But then the second date is like, okay, let's get down to business. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I really like that analogy because it's so true. You want to be able to kind of connect well with the client. Right. And you can tell when it, it you're not clicking with them. Yeah. It's like pretty obvious. Well, and clients, they get to pick their their partners, their work partners. Like mm-hmm. they get to pick their coworkers. It's like a relationship. It is. <laughs> but like imagine being able to pick your coworkers. Like yeah. that's what they get to do. So I always tell them like, if I like working with you, they will like working with mm-hmm. you. Like you can tell if you work well together. That's what they want to see. Yeah. Like everyone is qualified going into these things. Otherwise you wouldn't be shortlisted. Mm-hmm. So you need to show A, that you're extra qualified, however you do that. But B, that like we can work together. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't going to be a painful process. <laughs> like this is going to be a fun thing. Yeah. Where we can exchange ideas and it's really easy to communicate. Uh, yeah. It's it's a cool relationship building activity both internally and externally. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That analogy. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much, Courtney, for coming to talk to me. This is really fun. Thanks for having me. So if people want to find out more about you. Yeah, you can just follow me on LinkedIn. I'll include that link. Yeah. And then we'll also put up a link for our webinar yep. on virtual interview prep that will no doubt be slightly more organized than this conversation. <laughs> We're just brainstorming right now. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. At the AEC Marketeer Podcast, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you're able to take something away and use it in your day to day. And as always, if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. New episodes are released every Wednesday. Chat soon.